Welcome. This is a super important podcast about hair. Question mark. Featuring Ryan Teal and Stephen Adams as your co-hosts. Let's begin. I mean, I, I actually like it how we just kind of like roll in. Like I always like it where we kind of stumble in the whole podcast. <laughs> I'm going live right now. Okay. Yeah, okay. I saw that. <laughs> Sounds good. What did you say? I said we're all live. Okay, I'm gonna go live as well. Okay, yeah. we're stumbling into this one. Perfect. I, I like that we. I, I like that we started off with me coughing. That's a great way to start. Well, <laughs> you never know exactly how it's gonna show up. Right. This is my first oh, time oh, ever oh, doing oh. one of these. So. Oh really? Yeah. So, you done one? No, I mean, I love podcasts. I listen to them like every day, but like I've never, you know, I've never done a video one before. So this is, this is a real treat. (laughs) It's going to be a truly a great experience. All right. Awesome. So what do you got? What do you guys want to talk about? Well, well, let's first introduce you, I would say. Yeah, I think that's a really good place to start. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so uh, uh everybody this is travis travis this is everybody um so you are in chicago why don't you tell us a little bit about your history i know i know a little bit but there might be some people on here that don't know you much at all so why don't you right. just give us some of your back right like the whole thing all right well, yeah, um, yeah, well, as far back as you want i mean you can go as right. boring details as you want. <laughs> it's like it's like the goonies <laughs> um no uh so um I currently work uh, over at Vidal Sassoon in Chicago. I am their academy director, and I've head up their education for the past five years. Um, I've been in the industry now for, I think, uh, I think it's like 15 years at this point, which is kind of weird. It's crazy. Um, and I was a horrible beauty school student, um, and I miraculously really kind of got my act together by uh, going to uh, Paul Mitchell, the school, Costa Mesa. as one of the, I think, like the third class, maybe. And oh, really? um yeah, and uh, back when it was in an old dilapidated movie theater that they converted into a school, and that's where you know I think where I started meeting you guys a little bit, our history, and um, and then I worked for Robert for a number of years, and um, yeah, and then Robert. through all the connections there, that kind of you know, and doing th- going through all that, um, I eventually found my way to Sassoon, and that's kind of where I've been ever since. And I took over Chicago about uh, yeah about five years ago, so. Um, lovely weather the, the freaking Midwest has. <laughs> so, yeah. Very cool. How long have you been? So, how long, time wise, how long have you been in the salon business? Um, God, pro- probably a little bit over. Well, I mean, I guess you would probably say like 13 years if you don't count beauty school. But yeah, I've been, um, and when I went to beauty school, I actually went to about three or four different beauty schools, which tells you what kind of student I was. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, but I've only, it's kind of crazy because out of all those years, I've only had two jobs. So, you know, one was working for, uh, for Robert Cromings in his salon in San Diego, and the other one has been with uh, Sassoon. Very cool. And I think I met you in, I think we were discussing it last time you were in Minneapolis, that we probably met when you were in cosmetology school. Yes. Yes, for sure. They were like, cause back then, you know, I remember, uh, they used to let the students go to the Paul Mitchell gathering with all the hairdressers, yeah, <laughs> which is yeah. probably not the best combination, which they kind of learned the hard <laughs> way. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I mean, I, I remember uh, getting to go to the gathering, which is, I think where I, I, I either met you when you visited my school, Steven, or I think I met you maybe like at the gathering. All right. Um, well, yeah, maybe both. There was a lot of alcohol involved <laughs> in Vegas at that time. So, um, but yeah, that was kind of a, seeing uh that was my first introduction to ever seeing platform work and seeing that you could kind of be a hairdresser beyond just being behind the chair and uh you know i saw kind of everything that weekend you know from like a lot of really cool grooming to um insane up styles i remember like pamela Preddy was doing some insane stuff and um mm-hmm. and i actually we wanted we had to do a student contest where we had to like put up dues together and that was that was a tragedy a tragedy oh. for sure for me <laughs> not my forte um and, uh, but no, it was, it was really cool. I mean, I got to see, I think that was the first time I saw, uh, you know, DJ and, uh, Takashi and, um, and seeing, you know, Robert up there and they have the, I, they had a model with like two leaf blowers blowing her hair up and he was, you know, hitting her with every, every weapon imaginable. And, uh, that was kind of my, uh, I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna go do that. <laughs> and so, yeah, for sure. So I think, I, I don't think we met until San Francisco, did we? No, honestly, uh-uh. Like I think that was the first uh, first introduction. Yeah, yeah I've known I've known of you forever. What yeah, was that? I've known of you. Everybody's always said, you know, Travis Smith, and you know, um, when they said you were coming to have dinner with us, I was like, oh, that's great. I finally get to meet the guy. Uh, but I heard yeah, right? you here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome back uh, when I was when uh, Aaron was teaching a class with you guys. Yeah, yeah that's the cool yeah. thing about this industry is everybody, even though like. Uh, it's a lot bigger now because of the internet. And I remember kind of, I could be wrong. You guys would know better than me, but I feel like kind of before you would kind of stick with your, not to use that term tribe, because that's such a hairdressery thing to say now. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, if you, if you were a part of the Paul Mitchell group, you know, that was your group, you know, and like you kind of knew people, but like, you know, everybody was pretty, pretty tightly knit in their own cliques. And I think nowadays it's cool because you kind of connected everybody, you know? Like everybody, and obviously everybody's worked together before and moved on, but like yeah. just, just kind of cool. We're all kind of connected, you know. Yeah, I think like yeah. Ryan, I think uh, you're one of the pioneers. I was thinking Ryan is one of the pioneers of it because we met originally through Paul Mitchell, and I came from another. You know, I came from Aveda land, but at the same time, it's like Ryan. I think you've been involved with so many different groups of people over the years that you kind of like started i always look at you as the pioneer of the revolution of independent <laughs> right <laughs> from everywhere bio for you today on our website and i think that's what i was putting on there so so so, so ryan is zool and we're all like the gate masters and key or the key masters and gatekeepers odd like Obscure Ghostbusters reference. Um, <laughs> that was by far the well, well, yeah, I kind of agree with you, Travis. You know, it's funny because I kind of feel like there's still like two, like people try to stick to their their tribe still. Um, right. When I was working with Paul Mitchell as like like an AIT, like an associate in training, um, I remember like washing Robert's, you know, models in the back room. And like right next to me was, was, um, Who's that chick that never cuts hair uh, for Joyco? And then she got her own TV show for a while. Um, Tabitha? Yeah, Tabitha. Tabitha was like the shampoo tech next to me. And so that's how we met originally was like, you know, she was a shampoo tech. I was a shampoo tech right. for Paul Mitchell. You know, and, and so, you know, I've always tried to just be nice to all the companies and everybody else that's around just because you never know if you're going to end up. And maybe not nice to like like the higher ups. <coughs> but the way I look at the 
artists and all the like like educators and whatnot is you know it really shouldn't be a, like you said a tribe it should be more of you know we're all hairdressers and, and it doesn't matter what what band you're in right what band you play right now right you know i mean he works for rojo you know, I I still love Steven and, and it's not, you know, the fact that he's waving the Erojo flag and I'm waving, you know, this flag. It should just be that that's Steven and you know like yeah. I wanna wear a Redkin shirt. That's one of my goals one day is work for like some company but be wearing a Redkin shirt. You know? <laughs> that's awesome. That would, yeah. that would be great. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm, hoping, I'm I'm hoping to be like like Garth from Wayne's World and get like a bunch of different corporate sponsorships. Speed oh, ducked yeah. out head to toe. That'd be the dream one day. <laughs> I want to get them tattooed on my arm, like you know, like NASCARs. Oh, you know, it says like Palmer, Red <laughs> Matrix. <laughs> oh, <man>. So funny. <laughs> so how was ABS, you guys? Uh, it was good. Were you, did you make it at all, Travis? I was there like for maybe like an hour and a half. Um, okay. Just because I think this year was like we you know we did we we weren't in the ABS show and uh, it was just kind of like nice to kind of, kind of just see some people do the elevate hair event and then to you know kind of get a little breather from it. But yeah, I um I walked on the floor, uh, ran into a few people. Um, there wasn't a lot of haircutting going on, so I did you know I did pop over. I watched Nick cut a little bit of hair for a little bit, and then um uh, you know I saw Julian over at Sports Clips and said what's up to him, and um, and then yeah, but um. I didn't see that much haircutting going on. Was there, Steven? What day were you there? I was there Saturday, so that doesn't really freaking oh, count. Saturday, yeah, Saturday is a bullshit day. Yeah. But Sunday and Monday, did you see a lot of cutting on the floor? Um, there was some. There was definitely, you know, I saw I ran into Takashi. Takashi was working with Rust. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was super fun to watch him. Uh, the Erosia booth, we had haircuts. We had two haircuts going every 45 minutes. That's awesome. So we, we probably had the most. And there was more things going on. Saturday was pretty slow. It's kind of like, they kind of call it the owner's day. Right. Like everybody to like hang out and network and stuff. But it was definitely Sunday and Monday were pretty busy. Uh, it was a little different show this year than most, but I thought it was overall a pretty decent one. I think it was cool. That, it's definitely it. Yeah, I think it was cool that like Elevate with Hair was there. Um, I think it was cool. I, I just think it was good. I mean, DJ was there, which was nice. It was great to run into Julian. There was a lot of great people there. I had a cool experience. I got to do a little presentation in front of a bunch of students for the students conference at about. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I just, I had to, at the last minute, uh, film Nick's spot and jump up and, it was Karen Garden introduced me and I just had to give him like five minutes of inspiration followed by like Sam Via and, and, uh, so you, you, so you warmed up, you warmed up the crowd for Sam. Sam. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I was like scared out of my mind going, Holy shit. I'm not, I didn't have any, I was really given about five minutes to prepare for it. So, and you weren't doing hair. You just like kind of just Just talk them them up. Uh, that's awesome. Did you get to the Beauty Changes Lives? Um, I did go to Beauty Changes Lives for a little bit. That was super fun. That's amazing. That's really cool. Um, it's. I think. I think it's kind of. I think the hair show thing is definitely changing. A lot. I mean, you obviously it's changed a lot, but it's. It's. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Interesting to see kind of what it's like in the next five years. Where do you Where do you see it going? I'm curious. I don't know. I mean, I. I. I don't know. I think that like. I think we are a culture of instant gratification. Mm 
And I think now that, you know, kind of everything is kind of available like this, that changes things. I think, um, I think kind of like a lot of, uh, I think I was thinking about this actually, like when I was at the show is that there's sometimes not a lot of new stuff. And I think that used to be such a driving thing. Like I remember I, I was like kind of walking around and like, Oh, I wonder if there's like some comb I haven't seen, you know, cause I'm that nerdy guy. And it's like, and it's just kind of like, I feel like a lot of people just aren't really trying anymore. Like it's kind of the same stuff you see. And I think, you know, you go back to the, the phone, you know, years ago, like you would have to, you know, go to the Sassoon booth. You'd have to go to like, you know, maybe the passion booth even before that was a thing to get stuff. And now it's like, you can literally just get it instantly. So I think there's a lot of stuff about shows or it's not, it's not necessarily a necessity anymore. Is it? So, right. um, it's, but I think at the same time, I think it's cool because it's making a lot of people think outside the box. I don't necessarily know like what, what it's going to do, but I think it's, I think it's fascinating to see what people are doing with it, you know? Yeah. I, I see that like when working the show, since I've worked the show for so many years, I see the evolution of education used to be on the show floor. Now education is really in the classrooms. Right. You know, people are going to go to the classrooms for education. The show floors is to buy stuff. Right. Right. And it's, it's, I feel like, you know, manufacturers or even, you know, me working for a manufacturer with the Roadshow, it's like, we have to look at it a little bit differently. It's time to like reinvent how the show works. I think the show is important because it's the way that all of us hairdressers connect with other hairdressers. Right. But at the same time, I feel like it's something that it's could be, I don't know. I'm not sure what it is. It's like, it's, something's going to have to change. Well, I think I, I feel like hair shows are almost like almost like the music industry in a way, and they're like, no, we're still going to keep charging seventeen dollars for a CD. And it's like, and then all these people that want to do the hair shows are like, yo, like we can't give you ninety thousand dollars for this booth. Like it just, it's just not, it's not this, it's this not the same need. So and, and honestly, these shows I think need to, um, um, I think the shows need to think outside the box even more than the actual people doing them. Because right. otherwise, they're, otherwise it's just gonna it's just gonna you know become smaller and smaller. So, um, no, I don't think that's good. which is kind of which is kind of sad too because there's been so many, there's so many people that pull, have pulled out of them. So there's obviously you know something to that. You know what I mean? I was gonna say I noticed that Cosmo none, nothing that was carried by Cosmoprof was at ABS this year. Oh really? I, yeah, because that's crazy because they, they used to have their own stage, right? Yeah, they'd have their whole side. One side was Cosmo. Right. One side was um, salon-centric. Right. The salon-centric, no Cosmoprof. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a, that's a lot, of, lot of manufacturers and a lot of educational opportunity that people are missing out on. So, Brian, For sure. so do you, you're looking so serious over there. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think that the, the, the lack of manufacturer at these hair shows is in direct correlation with um, how our education and, and how people go on to get continuing education um, has has changed and is currently in a massive uh, change. Like, I, I think it's probably the biggest change that we've seen probably since I've been doing hair is, is what's going on in education. I think it's, um, I think that, would you say that the lack of uh, manufacturers at hair shows is also a symptom of the fact that like education that you get right now um, you either have have to go to like a really nice brick and mortar place or do your research on the person who's teaching you 
you know, or you you run the risk of getting inferior education. I mean, do you, do you guys see that as well? Or is that, am I just way out in left field? I think there's like, you know, it's, it's interesting. I think there's so many different components to how people feel about education now, depending on the person you talk to. Um, and I think that there, I think more so than ever is there's a ton of option, which I think is really cool. And I think that the, uh, that, you know, Instagram and, um, has really given so many different people a platform that maybe they wouldn't have had before, which is awesome. Really, really cool. Now there's a lot like of like, old, like what? Like Spotify. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, even, like, like fans now have an even playing field. So now educators now have an even playing field. Yeah. I mean, even like, you know, even someone like me, like, you know, I've, I've been with Sassoon for five years. Um, I don't think I'm like a marquee name for Sassoon. Um, and I'm not downplaying myself. I just, you know, I haven't, when you compare me to somebody, you know, like my, uh, you know, like my boss, like Tracy Sackazitz or, you know, like Mark Hayes or anything like that. I mean, those people have literally been in the industry for like, you know, 20, 25, 30, 40, 45 years. So it's kind of, um, you know, it would be honestly almost unfair to compare myself to those people. But what I, what I think is cool is, you know, because of something like this, you know, I can 100%, you know, feature what I'm all about and show like some of my personality show kind of what I'm about. And I think, even working within a corporation, I think it's, it's super cool that you have that. Cause before it was kind of like, you would almost kind of have to wait in the line, the proverbial, like, all right, I've been here. I'm hoping I get this. I hope I get to do this kind of thing, you know, and that's changed dramatically for, and I have friends in so many different companies, um, whether, you know, and I'm, I'm not necessarily just talking about independent people, but you know, people that are still working for hair corporations and, and you know, it's definitely changed so much. I think, I think honestly for the better, but as far as like, the quality thing, I think it's kind of, um, I think we're, we're back to word of mouth, which is cool. So I think it's honestly like, you know, somebody would maybe, you know, be like, Hey, like, you know, like I took something with Steven or I took something with Ryan or like, and like people can immediately be like, all right, I want to go check that out. And then they get a feel for you, which is, you know, I think pretty cool. Cause before it was just strictly what word of mouth. Right. Yeah. Cool. Or you were, uh, to coin a phrase from Josh Exta way back in the day, you were, um, Paul Mitchell's weapon of choice or you were Redkin's weapon of choice and you were the golden child for that company. Nowadays, it seems like there's real no golden child unless you have a Instagram following, you know, and I don't even, we don't even need to get into that conversation if we don't want no, to. No, let's do it. Let's do it. I was hoping that would come up. <laughs> I, was, I, was hoping, it was, I was hoping that was going to come up because it's, you know, it's, it's such a fascinating thing because it's like, I think like I'm 37. Um, I know you you know, maybe one or two years older than me. And, um, and I think we, we all have this mentality of like, you know, like fuck the influencers and like all these, you know, like screw the Insta famous people. And it's like, dude, like they got us like, sorry, <laughs> like, they found a formula that worked. They have a massive following. I think the thing is none of us know like what they actually bring in revenue wise. You know, Instagram is a crazy thing because it, it gives us, this false sense of perception. You know what I mean? Like I, you could look at my page and think it's, you know, um, it could be like these, you know, everything could be seen through rose colored glasses, but you know, you don't know for all, for all, you know, I could be a mess, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and it's given this kind of crazy perception. So I think it's the influence of things, a tricky one. I think that, uh, in certain instances, I think, um, you kind of almost have to give props, but I think there's, I think there, I think, I think no matter how much all of us, 
have, you know, either complained or whatever, or not even complained, but maybe just concerned about it. I don't think it's going to stop, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, um, unless, and, and, unless I, you know, I don't know the, any statistics, but unless like it's failing, you know, unless these companies have put people forward, um, you know, based upon their followers and they're not seeing interest come back or repeat business, that would be interesting the next five years. Right. You kind of like see, you know, what's going on. I know that I've like, you know, I still have friends that are involved with, um, with Paul Mitchell. And, uh, I know that a lot of, a lot of people have been given opportunities based upon the fact that they have a big base of followers and that would never have been the case before. So I think that's cool, but it, it will be interesting to see like how people feel the education wise, how they feel, um, you know, uh, if they feel like they got their money's worth. Um, cause I think, I think, I think the point is, and I know Ryan, you, you said this before and I, I mean, we've talked about this, Steven is not to be, I think to be a teacher, it's like, you kind of, you kind of have to be in the shit a little bit, you know, you have to, you have to get beat up for a long time. <laughs> you have to, you have to know what it's like to deal with models. You have to know what it's like to deal with personality types. Or you got to know what it's like to teach carpet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody there. You got to teach that carpet. Right. It takes a while, but you know what you were saying with Instagram, with the whole Instagram thing, it's like something you <coughs> had really fast way before they were ready. But it's been really interesting the last three years watching it because some of them have actually like really stepped up their game. Right. Yes. And I agree. Stepping up their game are like really filling some really big shoes slowly, but they had, you can tell that they've worked really hard at it. And then there's just living off of that high number and they're slowly just dwindling down. They're not, the word of mouth isn't traveling as fast as they want it to. Right. So I think, I think everything will all balance out. It's just that four or five years ago, there was like this big amount of people just boom, hit the industry that nobody ever heard of that were replacing all the seasoned educators. Right. Now it's like starting to balance out. Yeah, I mean, it's... It, 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 oh, good. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. It, it reminds me of, like, like you know, the, the whole reason that the punk rock movement started in the first place. You know, that, that, you know, it's very punk rock, I think, of the whole Instagram and how, like, social media, you know, like you were saying, is that now there's an even playing field. You know, back when, when you know, <laughs> we created punk rock, um, you know, like in the, the you know, late 80s when, when, you know, we were tired of listening to the big arena rock you know, bands, when you're tired of listening to, you know, Poison or, or whatever, people started, to, you know, their own bands, and it was very much DIY. And that's kind of what I look at social media as being, is a very much DIY kind of culture. And I think that a lot of us got butt hurt because we paid our dues the old-fashioned way, right. you know, where you ate shit, you know, uh, shampooing and, and you know, holding, you know, somebody's thumb <laughs> for a while. Uh, and then you guys get moved to the front, because they have a, you know, they have a, you know, they, they adapted early to that social media culture. So it's almost like you were saying that you have to be in the shit to, to, you know, you, I mean, it's almost like being in the soup, like, you know, essentially like, you know, when you're, when you're surfing, you, I mean, we have to be there. And, and once, you know, you see it, if you can adapt to it, I think that those people are going to succeed. And I think that what's going to happen is I, I think there will be a shift, but I kind of feel like there's going to be a shift to where, okay, right now there's a lot of mediocre people that are famous Instagrammers. They either right. get good or the us good educators are going to learn how to do social media, which is a lot easier than cutting hair. 
you know? Right. I mean, I think, I think the thing is too, is that I think you also have to think like back, like people, people trying to be, you know, I think you, I don't want to say term famous, but you know, big name platform artists, teachers, educators. I mean, things were going on forever before Instagram. Like, dude, when I worked, when I first, uh, you know, worked at Robert Chromie salon, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a platform artist, you know, like, and I was, you know, I, I look back on that and I really, I appreciate the drive, but I was garbage. You know what I mean? I had no right to be talking to anybody about doing anything. Um, so I think that's always been around, you know, it's like you have these people that will travel. What was that? It always will be. I tell yeah. you, I would say like half the people I interview in my salon, when I interview them, like, what are your goals? I want to be a platform artist. I'm like, Until they become one. Well, I don't know, but it sounds yeah. cool. Until they become one. And then once you become one, you're like, oh shit, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hard. Um, for sure. For sure. Um, it, it's, it's, such a, it's such a different world, you know what I mean? But I mean, there's, there's always like the not, you know, there's always the people that will like, you go to the hair shows, you go whatever. And there's always the people telling you how to run your business. And, you know, you're like, cool. How much did you bring in last year? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like stuff like that. It's just, it's just kind of funny. I think I, you know, I don't think there's a magic formula necessary for how long you do hair to where you could, uh, I don't want to use the term inspire, but I can't think of anything else off the top of my head, yeah. but you know, inspire people know like what it is because you know i've been in i've been in classrooms with people that have done hair for 15 years and you know i it very informative but i could be you know bored to tears and i've been in classrooms with people that are newer and i'm like wow this is really cool it's just you know it's like uh, it's apples to oranges i think um i don't know what the magic formula is but i think i think you guys are right there definitely there definitely has been a massive change and so it's going to be a it'll be really kind of cool to see you know (laughs) what it's going to look like um, in the end, I think, what was that? A couple of uh, in the end, what it looks like in the end, what it looks like in the next five years, because yeah. Instagram's going to explode, uh, Facebook's going to explode, and and you know we're not going to have that anymore. We're going to have X Y Z app that's going to be the next one. No, and who's Friend- going to be the, the Friendster the is coming back. I keep pushing this. Friendster is going to make a comeback. <laughs> we all need to hop on board now. Yeah. Steve Kim said hi. Yep, uh, Eric Dean Jensen says hi. Abe Barron's online. With what us. up, Abe? What's up, Abe? Abe, Abe was another early. Abe was another early dude. I saw uh, the Paul Mitchell School Coast Mist. Uh, I, I still remember he had a girl in a ponytail and carving combed the shit out of her hair into a bob in like two minutes. It was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> he, he reminds me of the, the Hispanic Chuck E. Cheese. Um, one of the Hispanic Chuck E. Cheese dolls. He just looks like. He could be what? like a, a character. Like the Hispanic <laughs> I don't even like know what that means. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what, are you what are you listening to? You know, I, I know you're big into music. I know Stephen's big into music. And that's kind of one thing that I I like to talk about in, in these things. What oh, are you yeah, listening no. to right um, now? All right. Well, I've been kind, of, been kind of in a chill mode lately. Um, I've been listening to a lot of... Um, like, I know it's lame. I'm wearing a Deftones shirt, but I, I mean, I love... Deftones is always like one of my favorite bands. So I've been listening to a lot of that. Um, I've been listening to some hip hop. Uh, I really like Action Bronson. Um, I really like, uh, you know, a lot of older stuff too, like Wu-Tang. Um, okay. I'm, a, I'm a big... I'm a, you know, I'm a big metal head. Uh, always have been. So... Um, you know, my wife, I'm lucky I met my wife, who's also a big metalhead. So we went and saw like, Behemoth not that long ago. Um, nice. So, 
just kind of just kind of depends what with the kind of what kind of mood i'm in but here i'll go through my spotify real quick because <laughs> i can't cool. always remember um we got only about 10 more minutes oh well fuck screw the music what else do we got <laughs> <laughs> um what else do you have any questions no do you have any questions? one question i want to end with so what i said i've got one quick question for you okay, okay. um You've gone from transitioning from being a hairstylist behind, mm-hmm. well, you started as a student, then into an assistant, then a hairstylist behind the chair. To an then an assistant chair. again. <laughs> then an assistant again. And then, and then to Teacher. a theater. Now aren't you, you're transitioning back behind the chair again, correct? A little bit? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I split my time being behind the chair and being a, an educator. So what's the biggest lesson you've learned between all of those transitions? Um, I think the being, I, I, I think one of the, the biggest things to be successful in hair is to be flexible. Cause it's like nothing ever works out how you, how you think it is going to work out. Like in terms of anything, like it could be career, it could be client, it could be color processing. It could be like your model call, anything, anything, anything is like Murphy's law. So I think you have to have a certain level of flexibility and, um, and just kind of figure out what you want to do. You know what I mean? Like I, I, uh, I had a pretty big clientele when I was in San Diego and I literally gave all that up um, and to go work for Sassoon in Beverly Hills and as an assistant. I mean, whether or not I should have maybe kept some of those clients on the side, that's a story for a different day, but I was just done. Like I was like, screw it. I'm going to, I'm going to become an educator uh, for Sassoon. It's my dream. And, and I went out and did it and it was hard as hell, but you know, and then um, now being a style, you know, moving to Chicago, that was adapting. Um, and then being behind the chair is, um, you know, it's, it's completely different because, but at the same time, it's not because your students are your, your clients, you know, and it's honestly sometimes harder because you're with them for five days straight. So you have five students, they're cutting 40 people. So that's 45 people you have to make happy. Um, and so, you know, clients is no, clients is no different. You're, you're just, you're just entertaining people differently. Um, what my challenge is right now is to take like the 17,000 people I have that follow me on Instagram that are hairdressers and trying to figure out how the heck do you market yourself for, for clients um, without boring your hairdressing following tears. Cause it's a challenge, you know, like um, I posted some like soft little shag haircut today and like 13 people liked it. And then two days, and then two days before I posted some a video of me cutting like a short little bit around graduation that had like 7,000 views. So it's like, I don't, it's so it's it's a weird thing, man. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> Here, I'll give you my suggestion that I tell all my stylists to do. All right. Your your client base is your your Insta, Instagram is based all on hairdressers. Don't use your Instagram to build clientele. Use your mm. clients. So your client comes in, have them take a selfie and take you and take Sassoon on it. So right, their friends see it because then you'll build from there. But until you actually have followers of clients, you're not really ever going to build a clientele. You have to have a clientele that's following you, right? Work it. So you got to get a clientele that's well, following you. I will say this though. I will say this is that you know if you look at me, I do not look like a quintessential hairdresser that charges you know over a hundred dollars a haircut. But I will say this is that me approaching strangers and being like, Hey, like, uh, I'd love to cut your hair. 
check me out. And I hand them my card that has my Instagram on it. And yes. that's actually, everyone's told me that they feel more confident. Um, cause yes. they can go look through my lookbook and all that. So yes. that part, that part is awesome. That's the, maybe, that but maybe I should have a stylist instagram that's completely separate i don't know yeah you should have a stylist I would, I, would be doing is I would be having your i would definitely be just having each client take a selfie take you in it take your sassoon one so that it, they they know who so they're friends because here's the thing their friends are the ones who are going to see it if right see it on their page you can repost it if you like it but you don't have to so then you can choose what goes on to your page. But then at the same time, you're, you're like spreading the word through the customer. It's just like word of mouth. Word of mouth, like if you cut someone's hair, they love it. They're going to tell a bunch of people. If your right. client loves their hair and they take a selfie of it and tag you on it and promote you to their friends, you're going to get more clients. It's just awesome. it's a no-brainer. You don't awesome. even need to post on yours except for what you're doing. Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but by the way, for anyone that's that's kind of just joined on, I, I thought I told you guys this before we started, but I'm actually in a conference room <laughs> at, a, at, a, at a building that's next to Sassoon because Sassoon's Wi-Fi isn't very good at the moment. So I just like went to this the random 12th floor and I'm, I'm hanging out. <laughs> I'm just in my office at my home. <laughs> Ryan's hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> so any final words, you guys? Yeah, give us a final word there. A final yeah. word? Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what, would you tell, what would you tell Travis uh, if you went back to Paul Mitchell, the school in Costa Mesa? Um, what would you tell? What sort of advice would you give him right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's way too much. Uh, uh, all right. So like words of wisdom for me. Um, I would say that, uh, um, building relationships is really important. Um, in this industry, um, I'd like to think I've kept most of my relationships. I know I've burned, a, uh, I, I don't think you cannot burn bridges in your twenties. It's just, you know, I've made some dumb mistakes, but for the most part, I've, I've kept a lot of close friends on cause you need your friends. You're always going to need your friends. You know, you're going to need your buddies when you're in the bunkers. Um, and I think that's important. And I think like, you know, I think being realistic with yourself is really important. Um, I think training is really, obviously, you know, it's what I do. Like training is really important. And I think, I think probably the biggest thing, if I've learned, if I've learned anything in hair and it's so cliche, but it's so true is, to, is you got to be yourself, you know? Cause like, I think for the first half of my career, I was 100% not me. You know, I was trying to fit some mold and, you know, be like, I look at pictures of myself and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> um, I think you just gotta, you know, one of the coolest things when I came to soon and I taught in the academies was like, I was like, you know, I'm just going to be me. I'm going to be unapologetic. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to be in the same room with all these people that some people are like in a super high end fashion. Other people are not. And I'm just gonna be like, dude, I just went and saw cannibal corpse and uh, I'm going to have friends come over to, you know, to watch WrestleMania on Sunday. And, you know, I'm going to go eat a burrito and like, you know, if you don't like that. Then like, you know, like, you know, and that's, and being around cool people that accept you for you. I mean, being with the Sassoon people was, the, was probably one of the main groups of people that I really felt like I could be myself. And, um, so I think if there's anyone younger that's watching this, that could take from that. I think that's, uh, I think that's, what's up. You know, you gotta be, you gotta be yourself. Otherwise you're never going to be comfortable. You're always going to be trying to be doing things you weren't comfortable doing. And, uh, 
So yeah, that's probably, that's probably the most valuable thing. Like if I could go back in time, I mean, there'd be like a laundry list of things I would do differently, but, uh, <laughs> like that could be a whole podcast, you know, <laughs> but, uh, next one, we'll do it again. <laughs> but yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, like your mistakes, your mistakes and like what you do is kind of what leads you to where you are. Right. You know, I'm not to get all weird and existential screw all that, but yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. We really yeah, hopefully it wasn't too boring. <laughs> no, not at all. I was laughing. Awesome. Right? Yeah. All right, cool. Am I allowed to come back on at some point? Oh yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. What's we possibly can. Exactly. All right, yeah. Any any time we can we can shoot the shit more about uh, anything else you guys might want to chit chat. But uh, but yeah, if anyone wants to follow me, I'm at Travis Smith Hair. Um, on Instagram, the thing we just talk shit about forever. <laughs> and uh, I'm not really on Facebook too often, so Instagram's probably the way to go. And then um, I'm I teach haircutting. Uh, I think I like to I like to think I do it fairly well. So you know, if anyone wants to chit chat about that, hit me up, and uh, we can come up with something for you. You know, in terms of whatever your needs are. And um, yeah, it's been a, I love you guys both. So I appreciate just getting to shoot the shit. Awesome. Thank you. Cool, man. Yeah. You guys have a good one. See you guys later. Later. That was good. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, we list less than a minute left and perfect timing. I think just short is like that, 40 minutes. So what I'll do is I'll edit the, um, the second half of the one we did. I'll put that up uh, tomorrow. And then I'll start looking at this to edit, edit it and get it up as quickly as possible. Okay. Yeah. And I'll like do the, I'll get this up. I'll, yeah, we can get this up. And then I'm going to, I'm working on building uh, that webpage, the actual webpage for us. You should mm. give, send me a bio of some okay. sort or whatever.